This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, October 7th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. What does it mean for a capitalist to give something back to society? The late Steve Jobs, innovator and longtime leader of Apple, was widely believed to be light on philanthropy, but he delivered enormous value for society. Should he have been expected to give something back over and above that value? Trevor Burris, legal associate at the Cato Institute, offers his thoughts. On Steve Jobs, CNN notes that the Stanford Social Innovation Review named Apple uh, one of the least philanthropic companies, um, essentially because they had shut down their charitable operations when uh, Steve Jobs came back to the helm. But it sort of misunderstands, perhaps, what it means to deliver value to society. Yes, exactly. The uh, the death of Jobs has created some interesting ruminations on uh, the value that a, a mere businessman can have to the economy and, and the scrutinizing of his charitable contributions or seeming lack thereof and Apple has has had people asking, you know, did Jobs give back enough? And uh, it's a valid question, but you might want to ask how could you possibly – compute how much he gave back. And there's a there's sort of a dead reckoning thing we could try to figure out how much he gave back, which would uh, be using a thing called consumer surplus that economists use where we look at the difference between uh, what you would have paid at the top of your point of your indifference point for an Apple product and what you did actually pay. So for example, if you would have paid $1,000 for an iPod because it gave you that much pleasure and you only paid 200, then you have $800 in wealth. And the sum total of all of those, of, of the entire world's consumer surpluses would give you a general idea of how much Steve Jobs gave back to the world. And Undoubtedly, it is far, far greater than his personal wealth. And if you understand that to be a benefit to society, then profits are some measure of that uh, contribution that you're making. Precisely. They're an indicator of where you should put your efforts. And, you know, everyone has to go through that that question in their life. Where should you put your efforts? And, and I, you know, I'm not going to, you know, speak you know, authoritatively about jobs, but, but it's, it's well known, you know, the exacting, you know, exactingness with which he ran Apple. And uh, I'm, I think that Jobs had made the calculation that his, the best use of his time and money was to put it back into Apple and produce more of that consumer surplus for everyone. Because, I mean, you know, he was very detail-oriented. So it's not clear that if he would have, you know, lobbed $2 million at a charity of which we, we know that charities are not all created equal, uh, that, you know, just to satisfy his critics, whether or not that would have been sufficient for him to be like, well, I know that my money is doing the most it could possibly do. Contrast that to this uh, sort of Elizabeth Warren view that is uh – Getting rich itself is essentially has has nothing to do with the value that you're delivering to society. That that see they seem to be seems to be a nice uh, line between you delivering value to society and getting rich. That seems to be what she's implying. Uh, yeah, it's hard to figure out exactly what Elizabeth Warren is implying. I mean, she talked about how if you were rich, you owe more because you used more government provided resources and. Aside from other problems with that, the best that I can say on on this calculus is that so did the people who purchased Apple products, and they used government roads to drive to the Apple store, and they used you know education system to either educate themselves or have workers who educate them, and so we can kind of say okay, well let's take that part of the ledger and just say those two sides cancel it out, and still Steve Jobs gave back such an immense amount to society that it's hard to say that that his 
time couldn't have been it could have been spent any better doing anything else, which I, I doubt it could have. The other issue worth considering is how we look at various capitalists and have a perception of when they're adding value. Capitalists are billionaires, entrepreneurs, a perception of when they're adding value and a perception of when they're not. And I think people are generally okay with Steve Jobs because it's a very pretty visual thing that we see everyone with an iPhone or an iPod and we say, well, that is value. But then we look at a hedge fund manager or a finance, uh, someone in the world of finance, and it's a little bit more inscrutable what they're doing to add value. And if you're talking about billionaires and attacking them, for example, in the Occupy Wall Street movement, um, you know, it they don't. They seem to not treat all billionaires as great equal. Whether it's you know Michael Jordan or Steve Jobs, and then and then there's someone else who doesn't exactly clear what they do. And uh, the best indication of whether or not someone is adding value to society is whether or not someone is paying for what they do. Uh, economists say that the residual claimant for a firm is the person whose contribution is least obvious. Absolutely true. That is, that is, and for Steve Jobs, he was merely a director of resources uh, for Apple, but uh, set the tone for the for the firm in such a way that that uh, his what he was adding to the firm it's not clear in a sense, and it's very clear in another sense. Exactly. The designers of the products, the people who set the chipset, uh, that that's a very clear thing. But often the person at the top, the, the person who holds the residual profits or losses, as, as we have to always say, um, it's not clear what he did. But but it seems to me it's, it's very heartening that there's a lot of people, including President Obama, talking about what he did and talking about his status with the Henry Fords and the Thomas Edisons in, in our in American world history. Trevor Burris is a legal associate at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.